Hey, this is Sam for Dobbs. If you need tires, hop on our website, go to Dobbs.com. We'll save you time searching brands, sizes, and prices, and save you money because we sell tires at the lowest price in town, guaranteed. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. What I do have are a very particular set of skills. Great leaders, they stimulate belief without evidence. Skills I've acquired over a very long career. There ain't gonna be no four pillars. Skills that make me a nightmare for people like you. We always love talking to Rick Venturi, Kerry Davis, Randy Carricker, and one thing is abundantly clear to me after a lot of years of watching and being around football, and that is if you spend enough time walking up and down sidelines on artificial turf, eventually your knees are going to hurt. And the coach, Rick Venturi, joins us now on 101 ESPN on the the opening drive. Coach, good morning. How are you doing and how are your knees feeling? My knees are actually, I don't know if it's psychological or not. I got injections yesterday, and I feel pretty doggone good today. So maybe they might work. And, you know, I I just got to tell you, this is just another crazy chapter in the absolute long and winding road of Rick Venturi and the NFL. I mean, it just never ends with these Indianapolis Colts. It just never ends. It is unbelievable. And we were, I think every football fan was stunned when they fired Frank Reich and named Jeff Saturday as yeah, the the, yeah. the interim head coach. I, I want to start with this. As I mean, you are a coach to your core. So, how did you react to the move? Well, first of all, let me let me just give you two chapters on it real quick. One, after Sunday's game, and if you go back to Christmas Day, Christmas Day of last year was Frank Reich's high point. You know, he, he, he beat Arizona in Arizona, prime time, 9-6, and six, and it looked like we were rolling. And since then, it's just been a roller coaster downhill. He's 3-7-1. and one. Offensive statistics, awful. Uh, the losses to Jacksonville, allowing Tennessee to keep controlling the division when the owner has demanded it doesn't happen. All those things were, you know, had put him in quicksand. And then you always have that game as a coach, and Kerry knows what I'm talking about. He, there's that one game or that one period where you get fired. Not necessarily that you get fired that day, but you're, you're done. It's you're over. finished. And I walked out of there Sunday after that demoralizing loss in New England, and I just said to my partner, I said, you know, this is it. This is the day. Now, I, didn't, I really didn't believe he would be fired the next day. That was, that was in some ways stunning, but it was even more shocking uh, when they named Jeff Saturday, and I know Jeff, he's a he's a good guy. And what you got to understand is that era, Jim is trying to relive it. He wants to bring it back so much. I call it the the Manning Mafia. That those guys from the two thousands have so much influence uh, here on West Fifty Sixth Street that in the end it shouldn't totally surprise you. Now, for people like Kerry, myself. You know, who's a football lifer? It's tough for me because, you know, all the great coaches really over the years, 
including Dick Vermeil, were guys that coached high school, worked their way through college, worked their way into the NFL, and in that sense, paid dues, but more importantly, learned their craft. I mean, the Belichicks, the Andy Reeds today, uh, you know, uh, <clears throat> the Pete Carrolls. I mean, those guys did not just walk into a job. So, you know, it's tough for me sometimes as a football lifer. And in, in my world, that that's a tough one. Uh, and then the follow-up is he is going to have Parks Frazier call the plays, who is the assistant quarterback coach, who's really been a graduate assistant even in college his whole life. His claim to fame is he was a GA on the Arkansas State, um, the Cure Bowl win. So it's a <clears throat> it, it resembles in some ways the Ted Mack Amateur Hour, if anybody's old enough to remember that. But, you know, at the same time, you know, this league is funny. I do think sometimes, Randy, and I've done it all, it is easier in some respects if you have your coordinators in place it's easier to come in as a head coach, I think, than it is a coordinator. Mm-hmm. Coordinator job, to me, is a much tougher job than the head coach. Head coach manages people, and he may have four or five decisions in a game to make. A coordinator, particularly a guy that's going to do it for the first time and has never really been an assistant, that is amazing. And because they fight, now and they, you're making... That's the thing. They, they fired their <laughs> offensive coordinator. Yeah, yeah, they, 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 yeah. I mean, the timing was really interesting. I mean, you know, they fire him before the head coach. Yeah, it's it's all you know it's all crazy but i guess my point is is i know i did a much better job in uh, new orleans even though the record isn't any different but i think records are you know disputable when you're taking over bad situations but um in new orleans i was a much better coach the second time uh for two reasons one i was never i never looked at it as auditioning so it was just me from the gut but number two all our people were in place. The best move I made was making Bruce Arians the play caller, and I didn't. Co- I didn't have to coach the defense when I was when I did it in Indianapolis. I retained a defensive coordinator position, and that that's really pretty tough to do. So, you know, I, I mean, I think Jeff, you know, in that sense, you know, he's got some charisma. Uh, you know, some leadership skills, I think. So, you know, he may add at least a temporary juice uh, into the into this. And to be honest with you, no disrespect to Kerry's Alumni Association, but we play the Raiders this week and then the Eagles and then Pittsburgh the next week. And really, we're sandwiching two very bad and beatable teams into uh, and, and they're sandwiched around a very good team. But in some ways, this is a win-win for Saturday because I don't believe we're as bad as we're playing. I think we got in a rut and we got stale. Uh, and so, you know, all he has to do is show any improvement at all because the expectations are low. And yet, you know, they didn't win the press conference per se in terms <laughs> of form, but they won the hearts of the Colts because most Colts fans are forced to live in 2009, you know, they, because it hasn't, you know, in the last eight years, we haven't won a division and we've only won one playoff game. So the history is really in the 2000s, in the first decade. Hey, Coach, you, you coached for 30-plus years in, in, in college, NFL, <laughs> and and you were, were, you know, in those situations where maybe a coach got fired. There are members of, as you said, the Ma- Manning Mafia on that staff in Cato June and Reggie Wayne. How frustrating could it be for the men that are already in that building to have an outsider come in? I know he's a consultant, but he's not been there early morning, late nights, every single day. How frustrating can it be for those men that are there that are not having the opportunity to be the interim head coach? 
No, that that's a really good point, uh, and that's a really good point. And uh, it isn't so much. I think I think the Colts heritage is okay with it. Randy, uh, uh, excuse me, uh, Reggie, really good friends with uh, with uh, Jeff. Uh, I think they're copacetic. Cato's a little bit later, but they're all kind of in that legacy. I think what's hard on really, Kerry, is guys like John Fox who have had you know two head coaching jobs who are who is here. Uh, who has coached in a Super Bowl, for better or worse. Gus Bradley, the defensive coordinator of the defense, is fifth in the league, uh, you know, who was the head coach at Jacksonville. And then we have a really sharp, young uh, special teams coach in Bubba Ventrone that a lot of people kind of felt like they might want to give a young guy a spin here. I, I think it's really tough on those guys. I think that those guys that have, you know, really done their, paid their dues and have some experience, I, I, and they, nobody will show it. You know this. When you're in that building, you just go on to Tuesday and to Wednesday, and you live in daytight compartments. But I know how difficult that is. Coach, one nice thing about this is, from the Colts' perspective, it really didn't matter because Buffalo and Kansas City are going to play in the AFC Championship game. <laughs> if Josh Allen is healthy, who wins? Well, you know, the interesting thing, though, you know, and somebody brought – oh, Tony Dungy brought it up. Uh, Tony was quoted as saying, I, "If I were there, if you know, if I was around there, I would have tried to talk Jim into not doing this." And one of the one of the things he said is that we have exactly the same record as Sean McVay does with the Rams. Mm-hmm. You know, and you're three, five, and one. You know, Tennessee is, um, you know, Tennessee is five and three, but they're so they're so fractional. I mean, they they don't get me wrong; it's a great program. Vrabel does a great job, but they're, they're a team that could very well slip to, you know, eight and nine, nine and eight. And even though the division record was awful, my thought was just don't forget that the first thing that's important is your overall record. And if you could get on a run and get going, if you guys would have told me, you know, August 25th, <laughs> that this was going to be the state of the Colts. In whatever we are, November 11th or whatever, I would have said you're crazy. This can't happen. And I guess I'm culpable to some degree because I felt like, and you know, I don't listen to anybody. I watch and make my own decisions. I thought this team was really a contender, and you know, the the the, the Ryan thing imploded. The offensive line has just been terrible. I mean, you know, and that's a 40 million dollar line, Kerry. I mean, yeah. it's just been awful. And uh, you know, and 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 we've paid the price with turnovers and sacks. Yeah, the injury to Jonathan Taylor in and out has been tough on them as well. You you get a guy like that who runs the ball as well as he does that you would expect that you have more success. But I agree with you, Coach. You all are not that far. You're still second in the division, and you have a team in front of you that is struggling at quarterback as well. So there's still a chance if 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 Jeff is able to right the ship. I just feel like that. When you bring a guy in that has not been there every day, and you can probably speak on this better than I could, you have coaches who are starting to look at their resume updated and starting to make some phone calls trying to figure out where their next landing spot may be if this thing goes left uh, for the rest of the season. Yeah, there's a lot of clo- a lot of lot of shut doors now <laughs> during the day. A lot of closed doors. Uh, there's no question about that. You know, I feel like just in a in a brief, just kind of a brief nutshell, having done this twice, 
and have it done it better the second time. I just I think there's four things that you have to do. The first first thing is, regardless of who you are, you've got to immediately take the leadership role. You can't play your way into it. You have to get in front of that team. You have to be the leader. We can't. You don't have to bash Frank Reich, but you have to take over. Number two, and this is what you're talking about. You have to embrace your staff. You have to somehow sell them that if you win, if you go out winning, it's going to be good for everyone. When Ron Meyer came in here in game 13 in 1996, he promised all of you, we were 0-13, and he took over at that point. He said, if we win the last three, I'll keep all of you. <laughs> Damned if we didn't win <laughs> we didn't win the last three. you know. And then, obviously, all these things are simultaneously. And, and you know this, Kerry. He has got to get in front of that team. And it's not about ESPN sound bites or, right. or crappy PowerPoints. He's got to get up there and give them a formula on why we're going to get better. I mean, whether it's schematic changes, coaching changes. Because pro players, in my experience, they don't want to hear all that garbage. They want to know, is this coach going to put me in position to win? And then I think number four, he's got to stay in his lanes. He's not going to be Bill Walsh, X and O wise, or Buddy Ryan. So he has got to leave, you know, certainly leave Gus Bradley alone on defense mm-hmm. and Bubba Ventrone on offense. And he has made, at least he's been decisive on who's going to call the plays, whether you like it or not. I like the fact that he's decisive because all that stuff has to be exacting. It has to be exacting. But you have to sell everybody right now on why we're going to get better, not just some I'm a good guy, I'm a likable guy, I, was, you know, I took snaps from Peyton Manning. None of that stuff's going to matter after one day. Coach Venturi, it's always great to hear your voice. Glad you're feeling good this morning. And uh, at least you got stories, right? If nothing else, you got stories. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, it's, a, it's another chapter. I mean, two franchise moves, uh, you know, a displacement by Katrina, uh, all kinds of different things. I, I, you know, you, you had me uh, re- repeat this story the last time I was on, and it's, it's really become kind of a novice thing with the, 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 the you know, the, 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 I'm fired, I'm on my way to New Orleans. <laughs> you know that piece of paper I'm on the, at the on picture the right now, and and I thought broadcasting would be easy. Now it's a little bit different. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Hey, have a great day, tell Sherry. We said hi, and we love you. Thanks for coming on. Thanks, Coach. All right, guys. I'll talk at you. See ya. That's Coach Rick Venturi on 101 ESPN. This episode is sponsored in part by U.S. Bank Visa Platinum Card. You're the boss of your own life, but are you the boss of your own finances? Here at the Jordan Harbinger Show, we don't shy away from real-life conversations, and of course, one of the most taboo topics is always finances. U.S. Bank offers a wide range of credit cards for a wide variety of financial needs, and one of its most useful cards is the U.S. Bank Visa Platinum Card. With a low introductory APR for 20 billing cycles, this card is a tool for getting ahead. The U.S. Bank Visa Platinum Card is a savvy financial tool for large purchases, unexpected expenses, and balance transfers. And with the ability to customize your payment date, this card gives you control over your financial future. Apply now at usbank.com slash platinum. With the U.S. Bank Visa Platinum Card, have peace of mind for all your financial needs. To see if you qualify, visit usbank.com slash platinum. Limited time offer. The creditor and issuer of this card is U.S. Bank National Association, pursuant to a license from Visa USA, Inc. Some restrictions may apply. Peloton, let's go. This holiday, with the right music and the right motivation from world-class instructors. We're going to pick it up a notch. It's the holiday season. You might just surprise yourself with what you're capable of. Work out to thousands of live and on-demand classes, from running to cycling to yoga. Try Peloton risk-free with a 30-day home trial. 
New members only, not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. Peloton, motivation that moves you. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.